There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can better connect with customers and keep them happy. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Howdy, folks. Good morning. It is Friday, July 28th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Bennett Ryla, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. On tap for today, you've heard of Airbnb, but maybe you don't have a house or an apartment to list online. That's okay because nowadays, all kinds of companies have made it possible to turn things like your car into a business of its own and with multiple revenue streams at that. Now, as for whether you should do this is another discussion, and we'll get into all this in just a bit. But before we do, let's talk about what else is happening in the world of business and tech. Let's get crack-a-lackin'. All right, Juliet, why don't you lead us off? What's going on today? All right. So first up, I think we were all kind of wondering what would happen to Gene X. Wang. He is the person who had at X on Twitter. Yes. But Twitter is now X. So, <laughs> you know, confusing. So Gene had had the handle since 2007 and X, formerly Twitter, took it away. I think people were wondering what kind of compensation he might get. Not a lot. They are going to let him pick a new handle and transfer all of his stuff over to that one. But other than that, he's getting some merch and to meet with the management team, mm. which no thanks to both things. <laughs> no, thanks. You wouldn't take that deal. I feel like walking around with a shirt that just said X on it or something would make. Yeah. You know, I just feel like it looks like I'm like a spicy adult site. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Maybe people would get the wrong idea. Yeah, I personally did not find this surprising. I mean, I was honestly surprised they gave him that much at all. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, <laughs> like, was this nice? No, obviously it was not a very nice way to go about things. Taking someone's handle they've had since 2007. Now, was the company allowed to do this? I think so. It seems yeah, almost definitely, yeah. you know, in an ideal world, a major social platform wouldn't be doing a major identity pivot decades into its existence in the first place. And we wouldn't need to be dealing with any of this. So yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but that's not the world we live in. Right. Speaking of another platform that decided to do a random identity change, Meta, formerly Facebook, its Q2 revenue jumped 11% year over year to $32 billion. Uh, shares went up about 8% on the news Thursday morning. Analysts say it's because online ads are back. There's been a rebound there. And also Zuck's year of efficiency, which I think is just short for the fact that Meta laid off 21,000 <laughs> people since November. That's definitely part of it. Definitely part of it. I think this was pretty big. For one, it comes just after Snapchat released really disappointing earnings and outlooks, mm, right? which just, I think, underlines how positive Meta's positive earnings were. 
And I also think it's going to give them just more room to breathe in terms of long-term metaverse investments and any investor scrutiny over that spending, you know, Mm -hmm. now that the business is doing well. Currently, he can afford to invest more in the metaverse for 10 (laughs) years from now and people won't give him such a hard time about it, or at least not as hard a time as they were giving him. He loves that metaverse. He does. Another company paring down is Waymo. They are going to focus on self-driving ride-hailing tech and pump the brakes on autonomous trucking and delivery efforts. So cutting down there too. Cutting down there. I think this is interesting. For a long time, I think most people thought that the autonomous trucking, you know, delivery trucks, semis that are Mm -hmm. driving long distances on highways would be like a thing way before robo-taxis driving you around major cities. But it almost feels like that it's flipping on its head. And I don't know if this is a really a PR thing that they're just better at or if it's actually the fact on the ground. But I feel like we've been seeing a lot of progress the last year or so with these robo taxis in San Francisco and Arizona from Waymo and other companies too, driving people around. And it's interesting just because it might not be how people expected this to go just a few years ago. We'll see how it turns out, though. Absolutely. I would have thought that it would be delivery trucks because I think a, a semi-truck driver is only allowed to drive 10 hours before they have to take a nap. Mm. They have to go to bed. <laughs> and robots have no such limitations. So that's true. I guess we'll see. And speaking of drivers, we are just connecting one thing to another thing. Yes, today. we are. It's good. It's good. This doesn't have entirely everything to do with drivers, but a lot to do with drivers. So the Biden administration announced plans to protect workers from extreme heat, plus seven million dollars to improve weather forecasts, a couple of other changes here. And this announcement comes as delivery drivers are fighting for reliable air conditioning in their vehicles. A lot of people, especially delivery drivers, also farm workers, anybody who works out in the heat is susceptible to getting really sick or even dying if they do not have these protections in place. Yeah, I saw one funny, well, first of all, big week for the Teamsters. Right. Getting some air conditioning in their new agreement, I believe. I saw one TikTok, I think, the other day. It was like, you know, a home security type mm-hmm. video right. from one of those cameras. And it was of a person who had a pool at their house and left a note for a delivery driver saying, feel free to take a swim <laughs> because it was a really hot day out. And the delivery driver just like takes his phone out of his pocket, keeps all his clothing and shoes on and just dives into the pool. That's smart. <laughs> smart, but I guess it underlines this whole issue. And also, you know, considering it wasn't supposed to rain here the other day and ended up pouring for about five hours straight. I'm all for more tax dollars going to improved weather forecasting. Uh, Sounds great to me. Fair enough. Yes. And finally, this is something I didn't know existed. Recycling fraud. Mm. A California family made $7.6 million by taking used cans and bottles from Arizona, where they're worth $0, and recycling them in California, where they're worth about 5 to 10 cents a piece. Unfortunately, California prosecutors have accused the family of recycling fraud, something that 93 people have been convicted of in California between 2010 and 2019. I don't think I would have ever imagined that someone could get in trouble for recycling, but I guess so. Yeah, because like you see five to 10 cents, who would ever put in the effort to do this? But that's exactly the point. Yeah. They're capitalizing on something no one else is going to capitalize on. (laughs) Very innovative. That's all I have to say about this. Right. (laughs) All right. And we're going to talk about another hustle, one that is legal. You don't have a house to Airbnb. You don't have an apartment to Airbnb, or if you're like me and your landlord definitely won't let you. But uh, <laughs> what about your car? Yes. So 
This is interesting. I decided to write this story after reading a bit of information about this company that we'll discuss soon, kind of the Airbnb for cars. And it kind of just got me thinking, in the past few years, we've just entered this full throttle phase of just renting like every single object that you can own. Right. Uh, And companies (laughs) being built around each and every use case. And we'll get into just how crazy this has become. But You know, I want to start by talking about Turo, which is billed as the Airbnb for cars, kind of their thesis, their use cases, you know, Enterprise, the biggest rental car company in the United States, has, I think, 1.7 million car fleet. And that's hard to disrupt, right? But Mm -hmm. when you have the combined power of the more than 117 million American households that own at least one car, and you have them all join forces and put all their cars up for rental, then you can actually potentially take a big chunk of the market. And Apparently, according to the Wall Street Journal, there are actually some entrepreneurs now who are using Turo and other platforms like it to build out their own little rental enterprises, pun intended for sure. Mm. And just for some numbers on Turo, around 15% of hosts list three or more vehicles. So they're really building out a business out of this almost. And yeah. on another app, Get Around, around 70% of cars are owned by power hosts who host multiple vehicles. Mm-hmm. I read one host even offers a thousand cars, which just seems really stressful. <laughs> uh, right. And they depreciate exactly. in a way that houses do not. They depreciate very quickly. And I think that's why the economics in this business probably are not fantastic. There's probably a lot of cost up front, a lot of problems with cars that occur and expenses that just come up. And then, of course, the car depreciates in value really quickly. Yeah. But this got me thinking about just this whole rental sharing peer-to-peer economy that has just popped up in the last few years and probably over the last decade, but Mm -hmm. really prevalent in the last few years. You know, Turo is just one of a number of companies Airbnb-ifying cars and different parts of cars. So Turo, of course, is letting you rent a car to drive it around. But there are companies that specialize in renting out the roof of your car. Mm. Firefly has raised more than $50 million for its kind of digital car top advertising units that you used to see just on taxis that you can now put on rideshare vehicles. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. A lift I called just recently had one. Right. And yeah, Uber and Lyft have both moved into this as well, which, I mean, makes a lot of sense for those businesses. And I think it's really smart. But there are other use cases here, too. Obviously, the parking of cars. Mm, Spot Hero sold over a billion dollars in parking reservations since it was started. There are other companies in this space, too. You know, I was reading about one company called Cargo, which raised, I think, $40 million, according to Axios, for its snack boxes that you could install in the center console in your Uber <laughs> or Lyft and then, you know, sell snacks out oh, wow. of. I think that company had to pivot to actually the rooftop advertising, but may have shut down. I'm not sure. Okay. And then I saw another company, Octopus, was acquired by T-Mobile actually last year. They build some of those touchscreens that you put behind the headrest. Ooh. For entertainment and information about your Uber or Lyft ride. I like those. They have trivia. Yes, it's very (laughs) fun. But like you can literally turn your car into a business with like five different revenue streams if you use all these things. And it's really crazy. I don't know if you should be doing that, but you can do it. And the interesting thing is 
it's really not just cars that we're seeing this happen to. Millions and millions of people have used services like HipCamp, which is like Airbnb for those of us who are okay with bugs and sleeping outside. Mm-hmm. Swimply is a really great business that started out with pool marketplace, but it's expanded into yards, pickleball courts, tennis courts, basketball courts. They're going to move into home gyms, they say. And another company, Boatsetter, offers access to a boat marketplace. This is just out of control but also makes complete sense. (laughs) Yes. You know, I actually just had a PR person from the company get my boat, say that they were renting a Barbie dream boat. Okay, there you go. (laughs) So, you know, there are a lot of, uh, I guess, potential marketing tie in opportunities here. And I think it just really speaks to the fact that people are just hustling and trying to get anything they can out of everything that is so expensive. I mean, when you think about how expensive the rent is, sure, yeah, rent your pool. Right. If you think about how expensive it is to buy a car nowadays, sure, drive around with an ad on top. Exactly. Although I will say, this is actually how I lost my two parking spaces at my apartment. How? So I don't have a car, but my apartment had two parking spaces. They're like a tandem situation. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, you're charging me 50 bucks a month for them. Regardless, I'm just going to let my friends use them sure. and my cat sitter. And so that's what I was doing. And then I got a letter on my door telling me that someone was renting out their parking spaces and you are not allowed to do that. And so now only registered cars can be in the garage. Otherwise, they're getting towed. And obviously, I don't want my friends or my cats that are towed. So now I don't know what to do with the space. (laughs) You know what's going to end up happening? They're going to have you decide if you are going to use the space or not. And if you don't use it, then they're going to start renting it out. (laughs) Yeah, then they're going to make money on it. But I can't. And I wasn't even doing that. I was just being nice to my friends. Exactly. So I don't know. I would listen to an entire other podcast episode (laughs) about the fight between landlords and people trying to rent out various parts of their apartment. But you can't win. You can't win. No. And bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter, which you can subscribe to at thehustle.co slash email. Hope you have an awesome Friday. We're done with the week. Everyone can relax and breathe. See you right back here next week, bright and early, Monday morning. Have a good one. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies and Work wherever you get your podcasts.